Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I am Zen. And I am Emily. Welcome to another water cooler episode where sometimes it's Disney and sometimes it's not, but it's always fun and interesting. So today I wanted to start off with something that um, hopefully might help some of you out there, or if not you, maybe even like a younger family or friend. Um, So I just got my second of the COVID vaccine shots. I got Pfizer and I am terrified of needles. Like we're talking panic attacks, crying, the whole thing, right? So (laughs) always like my entire life. Part of that is I have like hard to find veins. I've had like not the greatest experiences with nurses sometimes and So that all kind of contributed to it. But there's certain things that I did that made it much, much easier for me to get both shots. And um, so I want to share that with everybody. And if anyone else has any tips too, feel free to pass those along. So I want to say the biggest thing that really, really helped me, and it's something that I never tried until this last one, was to actually take an ice pack And hold it in the spot where I was going to get the shot and do it for like maybe 10 minutes before actually getting the shot. And it actually numbed the area pretty well. And because I got the Pfizer, it's like a colder shot anyway. So I didn't even feel it go in this time. Have you guys ever heard of that trick? I I just take a shot of whiskey. <laughs> you take a shot and then you take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> then I take it. I have a shot. Then I have the shot. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. I've never heard of that uh, that technique, but when you were talking about it, it made me remember the part in um, Parent Trap where mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan is piercing Lindsay Lohan's ear, and she holds like the ice cube to her ear first to numb it. And oh yeah, oh, yeah. That that sounds about similar, a similar idea, but I'm oh, glad that worked I for totally you. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That worked. Um, don't look at the shot. Distract yes. yourself. Like I had my husband come with me and I even told the person giving me the shot ahead of time, like, don't tell me what you're doing. Just do it, but like distract me as much as possible. And so my husband started rattling off like, okay, list all of your favorite Disneyland attractions, go. And so then I was starting to do it. And then the guy giving me the shot was like, oh, is Disneyland open now? Because I'm really interested in going back. And then by the time that he had said that, like the shot was done. So. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Yeah. So distraction helps. There's also something called a buzzy, which is a, It's a really interesting device. It was originally designed for kids, but now a lot of adults who have to do um, frequent injections for like diabetes or infertility, they use it too. And what it does is it's like a little system. It's shaped like a bee and it has these little ice pack wings and you put it in the area where you're going to get the shot and you turn it on and it vibrates and the vibration plus the ice kind of distracts your nerves so you don't feel the shot quite as much. So I did like all three things and I barely felt it the second time. The first time I felt it and it wasn't too, too bad because it is an incredibly small needle. But for me, any sensation is like bad. So, So let me ask you this. Um, Now that you have learned these techniques and you got this new product, 
is your anxiety towards getting future shots lessened a bit? It is a little bit lessened. And I think there's still factors that go into it. Like, you know, I'm, if the needle is really, really big, I don't think I'm going to be like, yeah, cool. It's fine. Whatever. I've got these other tricks because it's still just the, the size of the needle is part of that fear factor for me. But, you know, it's, it definitely helped. I didn't panic the second time. I panicked the first time. The second time I was like, okay, this is unpleasant, but let's just get this over with, you know? So. Nice. I got a funny shot uh, story. As far as distraction. Oh. oh. Oh, okay. I'll go. go I'll just like yeah, talk about go. distractions. Okay. Then you, you end with the funny story. But as far as distractions go, I've had friends who will like blast music in their ears. Like they'll bring their headphones or whatever. Um, to be distracted there's all what I do is I'll actually like um, pinch myself in a different place like either on my other arm or my leg or something so that Hmm. I have pain somewhere else before that pain so (laughs) I don't know if it like doubles my pain or if it's more just like at least I know I have control over the first pain so I'm like focused that's a good idea um, and then I've seen other people who will actually ask the nurse or whoever is administering a shot to like slap their arm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Those are a couple other things. If you're, huh. if you're nervous. Those are good is ideas. That, yeah. I don't like needles either, but I feel like your aversion to needles is much higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very proud of you for finally, you got both of your shots. That's awesome. Yay. And I feel so much more relieved. Just the relief itself once you're done is just. It's incredible. I just tell bad jokes the whole time and never shut up. So the the pharmacist or nurse just gets really bored of me. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's kind of like if you used to read Spider-Man comics, Mm -hmm. the reason why he wisecracks um, is the story is because he's actually really nervous because he's he's a Uh high schooler. So he's always telling jokes the whole time because he's trying to take the edge off while he's fighting super villains and huh. i kind of do the same thing when i'm but that's I not my it. funny story so um like this is years ago but like my sister and i um we're gonna go to i don't i think it was china at the time and so we we said okay we're gonna go to china um and so we went to the doctor and said hey we need to get some shots we're gonna go to china what do you suggest mm-hmm. and then they came up with this freaking laundry list it was this huge list you know this was 30 years ago when not too many people visited and there's a lot of things going on there. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we had to go for like four rounds of shots. So one time we had to go is like, actually they stuck one in each leg and one in each arm. Whoa. So one one day and and the thing is like, and then like we had to come back again. So it's just like, it was like, cause there's so many shots we had to take. And they had to order them too, so it wasn't like something they had, you know, in, in the in the vault. Wow. So I went there, and it was just like they stuck me in the deltoid. I got one in the arm, I got one in each leg, and then I was like, "Oh, you know." Th- and my sister had just done this. I'm like, "Oh man, my arm is sore." I was complaining, and the nurse mm-hmm. looks at me. He goes, "You're lucky." And I go, "How am I lucky?" She goes, "Your deltoid is large enough." That's not where your sister got the shot. <laughs> oh no! Because <laughs> you need to have muscle mass to, to yeah. have them. Oh, they had, she had to have it in the wazuti. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so oh. oh, that's rough. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you you always hear about people getting maybe it's just babies get shots in their butt. Yeah, I used yeah. to get yeah. shots in my butt when I was growing up, like as yeah. a <laughs> But as an adult, you don't but get no. them anymore <laughs> that way, right. right? And then like it, it's just like we're t- probably late teens or early twenties and she had to get a shot in the butt because her <laughs> Oh man! I was just like, like oh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's my funny story about shots. <laughs> she listens and she's like, "Uh, that's not funny." <laughs> yeah, she listens. And is like, uh, uh, did you have to share that? <laughs> oh, so oh, goodness. oh man. Okay, and then for my second one, I'm going to switch it up completely. This is something that um, it's been a couple days since this news article it was like an opinion piece came out but it was something that we kind of talked about after we'd recorded last week so i wanted to reiterate i guess so some opinion piece came out where someone was saying how terrible it was for um the new version of the snow white ride at disneyland to include the um part of the movie where the prince wakes snow white up with a kiss And so I just, I don't know. I just want to open it up to our opinions. And my opinion is that, okay, in CPR, there's something called informed consent. So if someone is unconscious and you know CPR, you have the power to revive them. So it's like, okay, please, yes, revive me. Like there's there's that kind of thing. It's not like someone's like, oh, crap, I can't like ask for their consent. I guess they're dead, you know? So when it comes to like fairy tales and magic and that kind of stuff, to me, at least it's sort of the same way. It's like, okay, you are the only person that has this power to revive this other person. So it's informed consent. I don't think if, I mean, okay. The other part too, in the movie, Snow White (laughs) and the Prince have their first kiss via a bird. And I'm not joking. <laughs> Go watch this on Disney+. Plus. It is the most bizarre thing I think I've ever seen. But like Snow White kisses a bird. And then the bird flies down to the prince and kisses him on his teeth too. It's really, really bizarre. And then like that's their first kiss. So, yeah. I, I love that. We, it, I love how it's come to this. <laughs> You're pulling up legal, ter- technical terms, right? and legal terms, and, and, and consent. Yeah, it's a. I'm going to say tale. something very <laughs> unpop. I'm going to say something that's potentially unpopular. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> the I understand why there are things like this. And I think it's very important because sometimes these things are not looked at carefully mm-hmm. and then the pendulum swings one direction so far that it's just like people just uh, are insensitive mm-hmm. and people are after a while as people are insensitive for such a long time, the pendulum swings the opposite direction and goes equally the opposite direction where we almost become too sensitive sometimes overly mm-hmm. sensitive i um but it is a reflection of being under sensitive in my opinion um right now i feel sometimes some of the things that we see on a day-to-day basis are 
a reflection of almost being too sensitive because we haven't been sensitive enough. And somewhere in between lies a more balanced nature. How's that? Yeah, that's a good um, way of putting it. I'm trying to be diplomatic. I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just saying, and I think it's important that it goes in particular this direction as opposed to being insensitive. That's a direction I I, I cannot abide by. Mm-hmm. But being oversensitive is a reaction, and I understand why. And I hope that as time goes by, we find a happy medium of the appropriate amount of sensitivity. Yes. So um, it's it's just sometimes it's a little bit, uh, you know, I'm one, one of the things, the, uh, you know, like, for example, sometimes maybe incorrectly, I might have called you gal, get you guys gals or girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lots of times um, in feminism, that's not an appropriate term to use. Um, and I apologize if I <laughs> offend you. You had to tell me or other people. But, you know, it's just like, um, but I want to be sensitive. And, you know, it's not like I think of you as diminutive. It's an unfortunate term if I'm using it inappropriately. Anyways, well, I have I'll a probably hard time have to with... edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a hard time with stuff like that, too, because I call everyone guys. You guys, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. or yep. everyone's a dude. So yes, yeah. I don't. I don't think of it like a, a gendered term. I think about it like sort of like a Californian term, I suppose. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, and sometimes I say gals, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes like, oh, gals means girls and girls means young. And it means that it's not treating with proper respect. And mm-hmm. no, it's just like, a, you know, hey, dude, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, probably not a popular um, opinion at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost six subscribers right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have nothing to add. I guess I don't know how to add to that conversation. But what I will say about the Snow White ride is, um, wow. I want to see, like, there's, are there videos of the new, like, ride through of the ride? There's yeah. gotta be. There's gotta be, right? Okay. I haven't watched them, but I would be interested in actually just writing the real ride in person uh, my assumption guess, it's in the movie too where he k- kisses without consent yeah right? but like it's also kind of what you we've already talked about it's being that we need we need to find a balance between being overly sensitive and like desensitized mm-hmm. and you know like this is a fairy tale it's how the movie is it's definitely less aggressive than the original like fairy tale yes um, so i'm just saying like disney has already kind of done their part in recreating the movie into like a nicer more family-friendly version of the original story um and you know like separating fairy tale from reality is important um but yeah i mean I, i'm curious i just want to ride the ride and see how it is i'm just interested to like live it in person also just go to disneyland in person but like how many people are actually writing right and thinking about these things versus right. like, people are going on it just to enjoy it it's so fast yeah i'm sure it's like a two-second part you know you're zooming past and like, i would kissed. not have thought of that at all like as well, a, you're, to, well yeah. you're gonna have to cut cut it out of the movie too <laughs> yeah 
I mean, that's the other part of it too is, A, it's a teachable moment. It's a good time to teach your kids like, okay, see, like, you know, when there's CPR, when there's this, like that's, you know, implied consent. It's not some weird stranger just coming up and, and attacking them because it's the kiss of true love. If you're attacking someone, it, that's not love. So, I mean, you can even look at it that way. Like, you know, the reason this works is because they both love each other. They oh, both yeah. would want each other to kiss. She's under a spell and they yeah. loved each other before. And, you know, true love's kiss breaks all spells or curses. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, it, it yeah, they were in love before. I feel like that's the important part is that they knew each other. And, like, there was interaction before that was nice. There was no, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if they didn't know each other at all. Of, of yeah, it's not some hey, random let's, let's update the movie and update the ride that he actually does CPR. That would be kind of scary, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing like chest compressions. How do we how can we make it politically correct he can do he actually could do CPR? Right. It's already kind of scary because you actually see her funeral in or not her funeral, her wake. Well, I guess both her wake and her funeral in the actual movie. And oh, it's just like, oh my yeah. God. Like it's intense. Yeah, the movie's pretty kids, dark. But, but mm-hmm. it's less intense than the original story. Yeah. Because <laughs> basically all I can say, um, how they could update the ride is just, you know, put a sign or have the have the dwarf say like, Prince Charming, give her CPR. And then the next one is <laughs> doing chest compression. So, you know, you set it up for everyone. <laughs> oh true love CPR. Yes. Oh, no. So true love's kiss. I mean, for that matter, then they'd have to change the walkthrough in um, the Sleeping Beauty oh, castle right. walkthrough because there's the true love kissing in that too. Although in the movie, Maleficent actually says like, you know, I'll release you after a hundred years and then you can go wake up your love with true love's kiss. Ha ha ha. And then, so he knows the answer from her. Mm-hmm. She spilled the beans. But Oh, what happens know. if she doesn't wake up? It's like, oh, wait, I wasn't the one. Mm. I wasn't the true love. Then it would be non-consensual. Then it's non-consensual, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, no. <laughs> But luckily, only the prince was able to get access to her. So, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Magical loophole. Oh, yeah. Magic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's take a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives. But fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career, prepare for a promotion. Start a new business with the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education's fully online professional certificate programs. Available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Um, As... I was browsing BuzzFeed, as I do all the time. I came across some interesting articles that I just wanted to like share and discuss. So one of them is the Disney moments that were so major, they made people audibly react in the theater. Ooh. Like whether it was a gasp or like crying or like laughter. 
Um, so all it's, there's 25 moments. I'm not going to read all of them, um, but I just want to share like the ones that I actually agree, like that happened to me too. And then I wanted to ask if any of you experienced this, whether it was in theater or like when you watched it for the first time, like at home or something. Um, spoilers though, if, if you haven't seen any of these movies, um, they're kind of like major twists. So one of the ones that they mentioned in this article is in Frozen when Hans turns out to be the bad guy. Oh, I was yeah. Shocked. I was shocked, too. I didn't see that coming, honestly. It was such a twist. Like, I don't know. Um, going into Frozen, I wasn't expecting much. I also watched Frozen, like, almost a year after the, the like it was released in theaters. Like, I watched it at home on my own TV, and I just wanted to watch it so that I wouldn't know what everyone was talking about. I didn't really care to watch it in the first place. But man, that twist when he turns around and he's like, I don't actually love you. Like, I'm going to leave you here and take over your kingdom. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. Um, In Coco, when Miguel comes back and sings Remember Me to his to Mama Coco. And then she remembers and starts singing along. Yeah. I was bawling. That was me too. Really intense. Um, what else? When mm, I would say I gasped when Nemo's family was attacked at the very beginning of Finding Nemo, like that was just like really aggressive and really fast. And I was just the one moment you see the mom and Marlin with all their babies, and then the next mm-hmm. moment it's only Marlin and Nemo, and that definitely made me gasp. Oh, I don't remember that part. It's I mean, like, it's been a long time since I've watched it, but... Huh. Yeah, it's definitely, like, the first two or three minutes of the movie. It's kind of how Nemo ends up. It's just the two of them and how Nemo only has that, like, he has, like, a half-working fin. It's oh, fin, yeah. kind of, like, the rent of the litter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, those are, like, a few. There's a ton more on this, but I just wanted to ask if any of you had these moments, either of you had these moments... Of Disney no, movies, for or not even Disney movies, just movies ones. in general. The only one I didn't is the Nemo one, just because I don't think I remember it. Huh. I'm trying to think. Oh, the up opening montage of Up. Yes. Oh, my sure. God. That's why I hate Up. So it was like, you had no oh, right with, to make me cry. Ellie. Yeah, that well, hard in the is, theaters. Isn't that the formula of so many Disney films, though? Yeah. Someone has to die in the first, you know, Bambi's mom. Typically and... the the mom, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of that going on in Disney films is that um, they, they sh- shake you up. I don't know what you call it. But the thing is, they get you emotionally on yeah. edge before they start the, the, the whole thing. I yeah. read something recently that was like, they did this because it... Te- they're family friendly movies but they're also trying to teach children how to deal with like hardships early on mm-hmm. um so it's mm-hmm. yeah it just was baked into the disney formula hmm does it always have to be the mom though Can i don't know like, that's the thing i'm not sure up a bit? <laughs> <laughs> uncle ben mom? died yeah that's that's, that's marvel yeah <laughs> it's okay. oh when um in Endgame when Captain America was able to summon Thor's hammer. That yeah, was I got that was chills. a good one. Yeah, 
Do they have um, Little Mermaid 3 on the list at all? No. They have a lot of Frozen. Interesting. Okay. Because yeah. Little Mermaid 3, you actually find out what happens to Ariel's mom, and it's pretty gruesome for a kid's movie. Remind me what happens. I don't remember. So basically, you first see um, Triton and her mom and all of her and her sisters all like playing at the surface, splashing around and having fun. And then um, at some point, a ship comes. I think there may have been a storm, too. I'm not entirely sure. But her mom goes back to save one of the sisters. And it's implied that she ends up getting crushed by the ship. The sister's fine, but the mom doesn't make it. So it's like, wow, like, you know, you didn't have to just be like, you know, the mom dies, but you chose to like really crush her. That's fantastic. Good job, Disney. <laughs> so nice going. Um, right. Oh, my gosh. I had something at the tip of my tongue, but I forgot. Um, I don't remember. But anyways, that was one kind of article that I came across just like major moments that made people like you know react immediately um Mm -hmm. and then another one i another buzzfeed article i came across was how many is 17 truly wild celebrity audition tapes from before the celebrity was famous um which is interesting i daisy ridley is on this for star wars Hmm. And apparently, I guess her um, her audition tape is actually like a um, a behind the scenes footage on the DVD, so you can actually watch it if you bought the DVD, or you could just you know go to YouTube and find it. <laughs> but her audition tape, she is doing the scene where Kylo Ren is interrogating her, mm-hmm. and she like just did it so intensely and like tears streaming down her face just on tape that that's like why they chose her for the wow. for the role which is amazing i always find like the crying on cue thing is so amazing to me right how did they do it right? and then the kid who plays the main character in et he also mm. was able to cry on cue and this was an in-person it wasn't a taping it was like an in-person um audition and steven spielberg was so impressed with the little boy crying on cue that he gave him the job on the spot wow and wow yeah it's just like actors amazing and all of the the kids from the stranger things their first audition tapings that they sent in like blew blew the producers away like they were like these are these kids they're like 13 12 13 years old and they're so intense, um, especially Millie Bobby Brown. She's like bawling her eyes out in her audition tape. Um, and then one that's funny is Robert Downey Jr. when he was doing Iron Man, um, because he basically is Tony Stark. Like instead of, I guess, instead of like reading the lines or something, he kind of just started like cracking jokes with the everyone behind the camera. And mm-hmm. just, like acting really cocky, and then everyone loved him. And because RDJ is Iron Man, he is Tony Stark. <laughs> it was just like a perfect match, I guess. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, just things like that. It was so funny. And then other like outside of kind of Disney, I guess, is um, has 
have either of you watched Glee? I guess if you haven't watched Glee, you know what Glee is. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me too. I watched until, I don't know, maybe like four or five seasons in. Anyways, the main character. Yeah, yeah. Her, she's played by Leah Michelle, right? So she's like super bossy and like kind of like, I don't know, how else would you describe her? Just like really into herself and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, she's overly like perfectionist, of, I think, yes. if I remember. Yes, yeah. overly perfectionist. So her audition was, um, she called it like disaster, but it's actually why they chose her for the role. So she came wow. in and she started, um, I guess it was like a singing, the singing portion of the audition. And the piano player who was accompanying her song messed up. And so Ooh. she like yelled at him. <laughs> and she was like, we have to go back, start over. And then everyone who was watching like started laughing because it was like so in character you know but she Mm -hmm. was like really serious (laughs) like she was like why are you guys laughing that's not okay I'm gonna do it again and I want you all to like be overwhelmed and she like talking about it she was like I was so serious at the time but everyone just kept laughing because it was exactly what they were looking for or something like that that. um yeah there's like really interesting things um that I just really found fascinating. Oh, and then the last one I'll mention is Jim Carrey auditioned for Saturday Night Live, like for the actual main cast, three times, and he never got. Like, oh, but wow. he's al- he's always come back as like hosts or like guest stars, but he's never been mm-hmm. part of the main cast. I wonder why. Just so interesting. He was. What was that other one that Jim Carrey was on in Living Color? Hmm. I'm but, not familiar with that one. I've heard the name. I don't think I've ever seen In it. Living Color was another kind of, it was almost, very, it was very Saturday Night Live-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a lot more African-American actors or comedians in it mm-hmm. at the time. But it was just like, and it was edgier and um, look it up just like, in, I think it was called In Living Color. Yeah, um, I found it. Yeah, and he's his hysterical and he does all the crazy physical comedy that you i mean you could see where he where he created jim carrey in the series Mm, okay i have two topics that i want to talk about uh first topic is um at disneyland now they're considering you know you've heard that they're going to do remodeling so what's some of the remodeling mm-hmm. in walt disney world they have something called jock Lindsay Lindsay's hangar bar hmm. do you know what this is no, no. <clears throat> so this to me is kind of like the star wars cantina oh interesting jock Lindsay hangar <clears throat> hangar bar is a bar um based off a character in indiana jones So when you go into this bar, it feels like you're in an Indiana Jones bar. What? I can't think of the character who's named. I think he's like another pilot. I can't remember exactly. But when you see the bar, you go, oh, this is very Indiana Jones-ish. So Mm -hmm. it gives you that ability to go into a place, have a drink, maybe some food, but at the same time be enveloped into the indiana jones universe and especially since there's a new movie coming out what wait i keep forgetting coming out (laughs) yeah yeah there's um 
we didn't talk about this? I don't remember. There's a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, it, I don't think it's anytime soon. I think like they just signed oh, off on, okay, we're going to do it. Indiana Jones really... 5? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think they got casting down now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and heck, Harrison Ford's not getting younger. Especially when he almost crashes his planes all the freaking time. (laughs) Here in here in Southern California, it's John Wayne. Yeah, my friend was on the road when he crashed the last time, and was like, "Oh my god, I was this close to Indiana Jones and his crash landing." In the one in um, John Wayne, he landed not on a runway; he landed in a um, like a driveway. Yeah. So oh. the driveway where the planes are supposed to be going back and forth, mm-hmm. um, where the planes are being shuttled out to the actual runway, he landed on a driveway to go to one of the strips. Anyways, um, so uh, yeah, so that should be interesting. I say I got a funny feeling they'll probably put it where that in uh, the I don't know what it's called now, but Aladdin's Oasis. That back corner. Mm, okay. That it, makes Walt sense. Walt Disney World. Walt Disneyland. They're going to bring it here in Walt Disney Land. It's already in Walt Disney World. Wait, huh? but they oh. just rethemed that area. Yeah, that area is the. Um, that's the new. Um, they do. They do the Dole Whip. That's not pineapple. There. Yeah. Uh, well, then the where would they put it? That would be near. I mean, you would have to put it nearby the Indiana Jones. I ride. wonder if they're just going to add features Indiana oh. Jones features to it um because i don't know if it's necessarily themed right now is it i can't remember i don't think so i mean it kind of has bits and pieces of um like what used to be there years right. and years ago it's like it's got little nods to different things and like rosita is a nod even to i think some of the earlier stuff with the tiki room okay yeah well so. either and or that's the rumor and then continuing on the Harrison Ford thing, I just came across this the other day, and I thought this was absolutely um, crazy. Was there's a uh, there's an article about the different people who auditioned to be Harrison Ford? Mm-hmm. Uh, his role is <laughs> I'm sorry, Harrison Ford's uh, Han Solo. Oh, so Robert England, England, who is the guy who did Freddy Krueger? What? Oh my god! <laughs> I believe it was him from uh, Freddy Krueger tried for, out for the role. Nick Nolte, <laughs> which eventually we know comes back to the Star Wars universe. This is the way, or no? What, yeah. what does he yes. say? Yeah, this is the way. I have spoken. I have, I have spoken. spoken. I have spoken. Yeah. This is the way as Mandalorian. But yeah, 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 I have spoken. Right. Um, another person was Sylvester Stallone. Oh, um, Al Pacino. No. I guess he actually may have even <laughs> turned it down. What? Yeah. Um, James Kahn, um, wow. who was from the Godfather films. Chevy Chase. He's too comedic. You know what? Yeah, he's too comedic. But wait until you hear some of the other ones. Bill Murray. <laughs> no. Really? I mean, I love Bill Murray, but no. Well, you know what? It's really funny because... He's just been so typecast over the year and the years, but you know, I thought he was 
he he did some really good films and dramatic roles, but no one will give him a chance. Hmm. You know, uh, what was the one um, he did with uh, Scarlett Johansson? Oh, Lost in Translation. Yes. Oh, which is That's one right. of my favorite films. You know, um, and he did another one where, like, I don't know, something like a road to, to, to Nepal or something. Christopher Walken. <laughs> really? No. I cannot imagine. Um, there's actually a, you know, hate to bring up his name, but um, uh, Saturday Night Live, Kevin Spacey did an impression of Christopher Walken doing Han Solo. And it's oh, really? amazing if you can get past the fact that it's Kevin Spacey doing it. Yeah. Um, and Kurt Russell was on the short okay, list. That I can see. I mean, that's the thing. Han Solo is the lovable ass, you know? So like like a, a Flynn Rider kind of character, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's the lovable rogue, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's a troublemaker. He could a golden hearted one but gert russell's is exactly that um and the last one i'm not familiar with is glenn turman hmm. but he I was in gremlins and the wire um but i just thought those were just fascinating other actors that were under were on the short list to play um play uh han solo hmm yeah, he has to have the right like combination of handsome, but like full of himself, but like, you know, kind of dumb, but also super lucky, like, you know, and I think Harrison Ford just pulls that off really, really well. It's really in, hard in to that, think of anybody else. You but know? you know what's funny is I always thought that Harrison Ford was a, such a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be he acted. Now he kind of does Harrison Ford all the time because everyone <laughs> wants Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Because Han Solo is not Indiana Jones. Right, yeah. I mean, I never mistook the two. They're two completely roles, diff- different roles, and he plays them completely differently. Um, if you see some of his other movies, um, he was he was a great actor. Now you want get off my lawn Harrison Ford mm-hmm. you know so my sister actually like when we were kids she preferred his role as Han Solo and I thought Han Solo was annoying and I loved him as Indiana Jones and she was like eh, he's cool as Indy but Han Solo's the best and I was like no Indy is the best mm-hmm. so yeah but, they're two different but Kurt Russell if he did his big trouble in little China thing as Han Solo Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. Kurt Russell's the only one where it's like, okay, that could make sense. I could see that, yeah. you know. Right. Interesting. So. Yep. So those are my two things. Man. Anything else come up interesting for anyone else? Oh, I just came across this Easter egg thing. Um oh that's wait, I need to find it. It was on Instagram. Um and it's basically the scene from The Incredibles where Frozone's asking his wife for his suit. And <laughs> he's in... Okay, so just picture the scene. is He's, like, yelling at his wife, like, where is my super suit? And then behind his, like, the windows of his apartment, there's a helicopter going down. 
Okay. Do you picture that scene? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That okay. seems so good. <laughs> so there's that scene. I am the greatest good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That scene paralleled with Avengers Infinity War scene. It's like, I think it's either the very last scene or one of those, um, the, the scenes that come like after the, the credits. What are those called? Not a teaser, but like those little... Oh, there's sometimes called stingers. Yes, stingers. It's either sometimes stingers or um, there's another term they use. But anyways, yeah. Let's go with stinger. Okay, so Avengers Infinity War, it's either a stinger or it's like the very last scene after um, um, Thanos snapped his fingers. And it's Samuel L. Jackson in the middle of the road where like chaos is happening and he turns around and there's a helicopter going down. Um and it's those scenes side by side and it's like the helicopters going at the same like circular like ness across this really big apartment with like these glass windows and it's like that's Frozone's apartment <laughs> while oh. like Samuel L. Jackson's on the ground. Like oh. it's it was funny. I I chuckled because it was Yes. <laughs> I love that. Someone, someone spent awesome. the time and like noticed those two very small things and just put them together. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love when people do like the random fan theories and it's like, oh, that does make sense, but that's really far fetched at the same time. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. Since I did the Harrison Ford one, um, do you want me to do the, the Princess Leia one? Oh, sure. Okay, Ooh. so just since to make it complete, then we can end today. Okay, so the other people who were considered for the original Princess Leia, Glenn Close. I love her, but mm, I don't know. Yeah. Hard to imagine. Yeah. Um, Farrah Fawcett. Mm, yeah. It's hard to tell. Jessica Lange. Oh, the name sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, she she was a pretty famous actress. Um, right now, she's she, not as well known. Sissy Spacek, huh? I also recognize the name, but can't place her. Oh, she's such a good actress. Um, but you know, she, she's older. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, wasn't she in uh, Aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliens. Oh, um, I know her from holes. <laughs> Sissy Spacek, I mean, the one thing you know her from is Carrie. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's her most famous role. Jessica Lange, I think, wasn't Jessica Lange in the one of the 1990s King Kong films, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in the remake so. of the King Kong film. Um, and, uh, oh, geez, who was, what were the other ones? Um, Sybil Shepherd, Jane Seymour. Hmm. Angelica Houston. Oh, I love her so much. I just was watching Ever After last night. She's, She's such so a great good. actress. Mm-hmm. She's such a great actress. Um, Kim Bassinger. Mm-hmm. Basinger, Bassinger, Basinger, Basinger. Please, um, Basinger. Basinger. Uh, Kathleen Turner. Oh, I love her too. Yeah, I love her. Voice of Jessica Rabbit. You yeah, know what? That's what it is. Yeah, I have seen her forever. Um. Gina Davis. Oh, I like her too. I mm. love Gina Davis and Meryl Streep. Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, there's also rumor that uh, 
Jodie Foster was Ooh. available, poss- a possibility. So, anyways, and she did work with Disney like years ago too, because I think wasn't oh, she in the original Freaky Friday? And she was in this really random movie called Candle Shoe. It's like wow. <laughs> very Anastasia. That. Yeah. Yeah, I love me Jodie Foster too. She's an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. So there wow. you go. I did the Han Solo Princess Leia thing. All in the stream of thought. But you can't beat the originals. Like they're just they're so good. No, I mean, right. could you imagine anyone else playing those roles now? Yeah. They they made the roles. It's kind of mm-hmm. like Sean Connery, right? Sean Connery James Sean Connery didn't play James Bond. James Bond is Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the same thing with Han Solo. You know, Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Yeah. So. I love that Sean Connery is his dad, too. Like, that was such oh, a yes, good, that was awesome. good <laughs> casting right there. That was brilliant casting. Yeah. And, and also that the, the father is such a milksop idiot. Mm-hmm. was such an unexpected I mean that was so unexpected to me because I was expecting another Indiana Jones yes because because you know it's Sean Connery he's gonna come out and bust some chops with his son and you know he's gonna be this bruiser but instead he's this intelligent um just weirdo professor you know yep. who, <laughs> who doesn't understand his son which was amazing so, so good almost against role for you know against character for sean connery mm-hmm. so yeah brilliant casting yeah all right well that does it for this episode of main street uci let us know what you think about all those alternative potential casting choices if if you could see any of those people in those roles or if you're glad things turned out the way that they did But thank you for listening, and be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. And you can always find us on our Instagram and Facebook at Main Street UCI. Don't forget to send us your questions and requests. We love to hear from you. And thank you again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Find their career-boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. And with that, look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.